0: Hello, herzlich Hello and welcome to the 313 Hockey Podcast, and for the first time, in German. Today we have Mr. Seider, not Moritz, but his dad. Hello. Hi Maddie, greetings. Thank you. How are you today? It's Friday, by us it's 6.30. I'm coming back from work annoyed. Oh no, I'm pretty groggy. I've been looking forward to this. You know, we had to move it because of the time difference. Sorry that our wires got crossed because of daylight savings. The time difference snuck up on me. You guys just had daylight savings and by us, we're gonna have it this weekend. Then it will go back to being six hours. Right now, it's only a five hour difference. Thank you again that you reminded me. I also forgot that there was a time difference with daylight savings. That would always annoy me when I wanted to call back home and I forgot about the time difference. By the way, I'm American. I lived in Germany and I also wanted to say this is my first time doing an interview in German. Hopefully it's not too bad. No, it's really good. I was a little bit nervous, but thank you. But now that we can use the informal version of you, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> well, I think your German is better than my English. Super, danke. Thank you. Yeah, that was actually my first question, and you kind of just brought it up. How is it for you when you come over to America? How good is your English, and what is it like for you to be over here in Detroit? In Detroit, so Yeah, with English, that is a learning task. Yeah. I had school English, but it was very limited. Yeah. I never had to use it. Mm-hmm. So that made it difficult. So I started to just warn people that my English isn't that good. If they speak slow, I understand a lot. A lot of the times I just... Mm forget specific words and just forget about uh, sentence structure. Mm -hmm. And the sentence structure is just a catastrophe. (laughs) We figured it out. I can order at a restaurant, I can rent a car, I can go to the store. (laughs) That's great. And Detroit on its own? I think the The buildings in Detroit are beautiful. The city itself makes me a bit nervous. You know, there's high crime rate. Moritz lives a little bit outside of the city, so we don't go into the city itself so often. For Christmas, though, we went downtown to the Christmas Market, where you could go ice skating and they had the big Christmas tree. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And at nights you had the lights. It was really beautiful. It's a beautiful city, they're building a lot. Mm -hmm. It's on the rise now and after a lot was destroyed. It's a worker city. Yeah, that's true. I actually live directly in the city and I've never ever felt um, threatened or like I was in a dangerous spot if you just know where you're going. And I hope that the next time that you are here, you and Morris can spend some time downtown. So I heard in an interview that Moritz did for Spit and Chicklets that his entire family moved to Mannheim so that he could play hockey. Is that true? Yep. He started in kindergarten. You could go to the rink and do a tour or do a trial course. So they'll go out and skate about 10 times. And these are small kids, about five years old. And there are different trainers from different types of sports. There's hockey, speed skating, and figure skating. And then the trainers observe them. Moritz was picked for ice hockey. Luckily, we brought him to the rink for the first time in a ski outfit. We didn't have anything else. We put on a beanie and then we were off. Then he tried on his first skates and his first helmet. And then he could just go out and skate and play around. And then what? Yeah, and then things kept escalating. This was in Erfurt. And, you know, Erfurt is not the hockey hotspot. Erfurt is really a smaller club, but it also has tradition. Everyone kind of just plays with what they have because the money just wasn't really there. Here Kai talks about how Moritz would go from the American equivalent of elementary school and like a separate PE would be in like uh, like, a, like a YMCA sort of situation kind of comparable to the States but there isn't a real equivalent they don't really do like school sports teams so you go to this like external sports team. so this is like a special academy just for kids who were athletes and they had a lot of different types of sports there whether it's football soccer um, hockey etc the kids would go every day then to train and have practice twice a day and then at some point you know he always had these hockey tournaments you know like Saxon against baden wurttemberg these two are german states and then at one point there was a youth tournament that came from the young Adler so for context here um, Adler-Mannheim and then like the youth version of Adler-Mannheim, so even the German. I've never seen or experienced a, a tournament like that before and those were the first steps towards Mannheim. Moritz was then always borrowed from Mannheim, so we would always bring him back and forth and we would stay there and then at one point, it's you know, it's great that they wanted him to play for Adler, but it became expensive for us. I would always have to take off work to be able to take in there. And we'd have to sleep every time in a hotel, and it just wasn't that fun. And from that, we started building a relationship with one of the coaches. And then he started allowing us to be a guest at his place. And he always took care of us and of Moritz. And then sometime that summer, the boss of the Eagles uh, said, Hey, what's up? Are you coming to Mannheim? Because... With us, you'll always have a place here. But it would be great if you could make a decision. To Moritz? Yeah, exactly. And then we were going home. The training camp was in Prague. And then we say to Moritz, hey, so what's up? What's with Mannheim?
1: Yeah,
0: but he didn't want to go and live with a guest family. And for boarding school, he was still too young. Well, how should this go? And then Moritz said, exactly like how it is now, just over there. Oh! <laughs> and then I look over at my wife, who's also in the car, and said, hey, did you also understand that how I did? <laughs> well, there's not much keeping me here in Erfurt. What about you? How's it look for you? I guess to his wife. And then Kai says that he started to apply for jobs in Mannheim. And then I got a job,
1: yeah,
0: and then he moves with him, and then he could play here with the young Adler, the young Eagles, yeah. but then the plan was a bit different,
1: mm-hmm. he'd
0: go to school for two years, and he'd play in the age groups of about 15 or 16. And if you make it, that is the step that you need to take to get to the young Adler. And the DEL, so the German Elite Mm League. It's not for everybody. Yeah, that's true. It's elite. (laughs) And if you're able to make that step, and you can go and do your Abitur. So we'll have about five years, and then we'll have another look. Well, the timeline went a bit quicker, unfortunately. So then he played as a student for one year and then two years with the young Adler in the DEL. Then he was brought up and promoted to the Adler, so with the professionals. So then he started playing with the pros. He got his first pro contract. So at the same time, he was still a student, and it was a challenge. You know, he didn't have a car. You can't get a license at that age. So we would pick him up nights, you know, at the arena. So we would pick him up at two in the morning when the Adler came back from the arena. Mm -hmm. And then the next day we would have to take him early to school. And then we would carpool him and his schoolmates or rather his teammates uh, to be able to go back for practice. Or from practice back to school. That was a very stressful time, also for Moritz. Yeah. Living and playing like a professional and still being a student is, is a tough job, I can imagine.
1: So did he end up
0: finishing high school and getting his abitur? Unfortunately not. He was missing a year because when he was 19, it ended up going very quickly where they won the title with the Adla. The draft for us, or for me, if I can just speak for myself, was an amazing experience, and I'm going to take that to my grave. That was so beautiful and emotional, really wonderful. Like Kindheit. To experience the draft made all of our sacrifices worth it. Moritz didn't really have a childhood. He didn't play with Legos or with his friends outside. He always was training and going to practice. If the training started at 9, then he said, Dad, I have to be at the arena at 7. That was Moritz. He was always like that. And then when he started playing with the professionals, that's when he started using his English. That's why I, I always wonder and said to him if he already is dreaming in English. Mm -hmm. that's really cool sometimes he has to think about German words and the way that we got here it was always the right time at the right place he also had great coaches and Great role models. That I have to say. He was always playing in big games and was able to develop that way. In 2019, he played for Germany in the Ice Hockey World Championships. These are milestones that we always remember. And then bam, 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 everything happened right after that, all after another. It was unreal. Yeah, and he's still doing that. Always more and more milestones for him. And when did you notice that something was going to happen there and that he could maybe play in the NHL and that this is really happening? When was the point where you thought that that was a, a possibility? We started to notice this when he started playing with the professionals, with the Adlon, and then at every, at every game you would see more and more agents there. When he played with Germany, Germany's national team at the U18 and U20s, there were also there were always people there in the arena who would come and introduce themselves to us and give us their business cards. Yeah. I don't want to lie, but we had about 30 agents contact us and then we had to choose and pick out which we wanted. At that time, we didn't have an agent. I did everything myself and I told him that it was becoming too much. That first contract with the Adla, we were able to do great. But after that, it became too much for me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All the scouts were coming then. At every Mannheim game, there was three to seven different scouts there. And they would always want to meet and talk with us. And then you start to notice that he's doing something there that is not like the others. For a long time, I didn't understand it because he's my son. And then Maric started to get more and more freedom in his game. And then he started to be able to have more fun too. Yeah, so those were the first contacts that we had. And then we eventually decided to go with an agent. Moritz ended up making a decision and he he ended up coming out of his room and just said, yeah, I decided to pick this one.
1: I yeah. also want to say,
0: the agent, if you've already been to the stadium, that you might have seen him, Timo. T- he was interviewed when yeah. Moritz won Rookie of the Year. Okay. On the one side, that's Moritz's agent, but on the other side, he's also a great, great friend
1: and then came the draft.
0: Eventually, I ended up speaking with Steve Iserman two or three times, two times in Mannheim. And then we landed in Vancouver, and Timo came directly out and spoke to Iserman himself. He wanted to meet Moritz, and Timo said, yeah, you could have just said that. And then the draft came. Mm -hmm. We didn't see Moritz, and we also didn't see the others. We always thought Moritz would be maybe 10, 12, 15, or 18. And then Moritz always said, yeah, uh, draft number 16. Six is definitely too early. So this was after meeting Steve Eiserman. It was already determined that way, that six was too early. (laughs) Moritz said that Steve Iserman showed a lot of interest, but he didn't believe him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the next step was done relatively easy. (laughs) Yeah, and everybody was surprised. How surprised were you? Well, I think you could see that on our faces. I still look at videos from the draft and the reactions from the fans in the arena. Oh, you're thinking, wow, yeah. something really must have gone right here.
1: <laughs> and
0: then my wife said to Morris, Where is the Iserman? So that's how they were saying it. So, where's De Iserman? And he said, he's, he's up. This is Morris now talking to his mom on the couch.
1: He said, He's up
0: there on the microphone. And then the mom says, ah, then you're coming up. You're, this is your pick. So, and then Moritz says, no, no, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. Get, get your shit together. Um, I'm already nervous, and this is freaking me out. <laughs> That's what Moritz said to his mom on the couch. Um, and then in that moment, when, when that was said, they heard Moritz's name called. And then they were all shocked. <laughs> she knew it. <laughs> the mom is always right. Well, nobody really thought that that could happen. Really, no one thought that. We had goosebumps, we had cheers. Mutti had immer recht. And I could feel shock throughout my whole body. That was really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, that's something I'll never forget. It was beautiful and we always think about that draft.
1: drüber ganzen Kopf. was schön wild. Das war, Aber wie gesagt, das ist ein Erlebnis, ich möchte es nicht missen, es war wunderschön und wir erinnern uns auch echt gerne wieder zurück. Das ist die,
0: mega äh, schön, ja und das fühlen wir auch als, als Fans hier in Detroit und jetzt schätzen wir Moritz so sehr und ich, ich liebe zu hören, wie er immer trainiert hat und wie er jetzt spielt, man merkt das schon, dass er diese, diese Qualität hat. That's amazing. And we also feel that way here in Detroit as fans, and we appreciate Moritz. We love to hear that he's always practiced so hard, and you can see that in his game. You can see that he has this work ethic quality. A lot of people say that all Germans have this, but I have to let them know that Moritz is special even for a German. And where is his talent from? Did you also play hockey? Wow. Cool. No, no, not at all. It's actually really funny. I always did track and field, even though maybe by my body shape you wouldn't be able to notice these days. Mm. But I was a long distance runner. I ran everything from the 3,000 meters to half marathon. Yeah. For me, it was always sports, 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 and school was um, a second priority. Yeah. And then I had to stop because my mom said, that's enough. School comes first. And my wife, Moritz's mom, played basketball earlier in her life. And with the ice hockey, it's really only once we moved to Erfurt that we started getting involved. That was the first time that we looked at an ice sheet, and there was one near us where we lived. So we ended up going to a game. So when Moritz was little, he ended up saying, I want to do that. I want to do that. And, and then I said, no, we don't do that. And then he kept arguing and saying, yes, yes, I want to play. And then finally someone he had to end up walking him to the ice arena to practice skating in his yeah. uh, kindergarten class. We didn't have any equipment or anything. I didn't even know anything about hockey. So I started reading books about hockey. And I didn't understand the rules. I didn't know anything about the game. <laughs> I didn't understand why they were getting on and off the bench and how everything worked. How do they know what the lines are and what does any of that mean? Yeah. But we ended up figuring it out, I think. And I heard that you still watch all of his games. Is that right? Even when they're so late?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep, we still do that. I'll go to bed around 10, and then I'll set an alarm for about 12, wake up, and then go back to bed around 3. And then I'll get up again at 6 a.m. to go to work. I have an excuse to just miss one game, and that's when I fly back from America. And that's because there's really bad connection in the airplane, and it's not good enough for me to watch the game. I'm not sure how much longer I'm able to do that, but yeah, I haven't missed a game. Actually, not one single NHL game. Wow, that's awesome. Your father of the year. That's so cool. No, really, I, find, I think that's great um, that you're supporting him that way, even when you're so far away. Yeah, and even worse is that his grandma watches. Yeah. And in the beginning, it was even worse because we couldn't figure out the passwords and how to sign on to the NHL account. So she would stay up and just watch the live ticker that we set up for her in the evening. But now that we figured everything else um, she just goes into the NHL account and we got her an iPad so that she can watch.
1: So So then
0: we ended up buying her a tablet with the NHL app on it so that she can watch every game live. (laughs) And she's just like me. If she goes and drives somewhere, she'll take her tablet with and watch wherever she is. She's as crazy as we are. (laughs) wonderful that's so awesome i think it's wonderful that Moritz's family is always there first you moved to Mannheim, and now you're watching him play in the nhl every night that's awesome well a lot of the detroit fans know you actually from the father's trip did you see it all what people were saying from the video what do you think about that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I was looking a little bit at what they were saying on Instagram and Facebook. I already was having contact with people from the Grand Rapids side Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram and Facebook and we talked a little bit and suddenly people wanted photos with me. I was confused why they wanted a picture with me. He thought that it was a joke, but then people said, no, we want a picture with you. And then when I was there in November and December, there were really, I don't know, five, six, seven people who came up and asked for a picture during intermission and whatnot. And I'm a fan of this. But I especially wanted to get a picture with the moderator or the announcer. Oh, Mickey Redman? Oh, Mickey Redman? I can't remember the name, but he's always doing the announcing before the games. He's sitting at the podium before the games. What's his name? Regner? Is his name not Regner? Yes, um, yes, exactly, Osgood, and I right? always was re- sending him, mess- we were always yeah, sending each other messages talk. back and forth <laughs> and then when, when I was there and it was intermission, yeah. I waited and waited for him to come down and talk t- Tried to talk to him so that we could get a picture together, yeah. because I always see him in the interviews before the games. Wow! I don't always understand everything, but I get a lot of it when they speak slowly enough. There's always someone there, and we end up with a translation. We don't always get everything, but somehow we end up finding our way. So then I said, yeah, I have to meet him and get a picture with him. That's just cool. And the fans are crazy too. And the dad's trip, that was another crazy thing. I didn't want to go. And then I said to Moritz, oh, I can't go and I can't talk to anyone. And if we're there for three or four days, that's pretty stressful for me. And then I thought maybe Pew Suter's dad would come so that I have someone to talk to because he's Swiss and at least he speaks German, but then he didn't end up coming.
1: Yeah.
0: I ended up meeting Kevin, aka Kevin Larkin, at the family lunch and he mentioned the dad's trip. And I said no. Uh And then later that evening, Moritz and I cooked together, ate together, and Moritz said, hey, dad, will you at least think about it? That would be really cool if you were there. And then I said, yeah, okay, I understand, and I'm gonna come. And I gotta say, I would have really regretted if I didn't do it. I would never be able to be as close as I was to my son's life if I had not gone on that trip. Because we were really together 24 seven. We ate together. We looked at the locker rooms. We were in the meetings with Loloan. That just doesn't happen. He ended up evaluating the game, and all of us sat there next to them. We sat together in the airplane. We sat together in in the bus, and then we rode together to the hotel. They made a lot of effort to have... The father's trip for us, and it was really well organized. Then we just had a lot of fun. Sure. That I have to say. <laughs> then the video from Montreal came out. I wasn't really with all my senses there. I have to say that it was at least three years since I drink alcohol. And yeah, with Kevin Larkin, I I did a uh, we walked together in Montreal. And then we went to the bar before the game. And I'll say, apple juice only, please. And he says, yes, yes, okay, two beers. So that's how it went in the afternoon. And then we were in Montreal at a beer market. Then I said, hey Kai, this is a real German Markt, Biermarkt, also beer trinken. Like, yeah, we gotta drink beer. And I don't even like beer. But I ended up drinking them anyway and the others could really drink them, drink them wild. The Czechs, the Swedes, they really could drink those beers. Really? And then at some point I said, the only thing that I used to really drink was vodka. So I ordered myself a pure vodka without anything else. And then I really became seen. Then I had two or three of those shots and that was already i think a little bit too much for my body even though i drink a lot of water but everybody was in a great mood we had a lot of fun and then the larkin papa told me that he was in munich at a, uh, for oktoberfest then he said that they always were singing and then I said, no, it's up. It's, that's not how it goes. Ticka, second, So there's like a German thing that you hear at sports. Ticka, like, ticka, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was obviously a great start for that evening. Of course, the Americans always like to talk about how they go to Oktoberfest. Kai, Kai, look, look. And then we all were in a great mood. The game was great. And
1: all I'll say is, I had my fun. da, ne? Also, mega Stimmung. Das Spiel war mega. Ja. Von daher, ja. Ich hatte meinen Spaß.
0: Super cool. We all saw that. And it was great to see how animated you and all the others were. And then at the end, were you able to talk to them at all in English? Or how did that work during the game? Yeah, I had to. So with the Larkin Papa, yeah. when we went for our walk, yeah. we were walking for about an hour. Yeah. I don't know. It just ended up having to work in English. Obviously, he didn't speak German, unfortunately. But if he was able to repeat things or speak slowly, I was able to understand. Or I'll say, "Hey, what did you say?" And then he ended up speaking slowly enough for me to understand what he was saying. My grammar is a catastrophe, but it was still cool to be there with everyone uh, at the table with the Larkins. And then Dylan would say to Moritz to translate him, translate him. And then Moritz would say, just speak slower and he'll understand almost everything that you're saying. And then everybody laughed. Yeah, that was just amazing. Okay. I really have to say, what I mean is, when I go for a visit, it's it's great and everything. I have to say how great it was to be so close to experience what they
1: experienced.
0: What I mean is, when you go and you visit, you see how early they leave the house, when they co- how late they come home, and, you know, there's their bedtimes yeah there's a, there's a rhythm I live a quieter life where it's also a bit stressful but different this, that is really a monster program what they're what they're doing over there I have a lot of respect I have a ton of respect for what they're doing I have to say yeah. this traveling you can't this traveling you can't really compare with Germany. You know, when you're in Germany, Germany's a lot smaller. So you're like in New York or whatever, you know, and then you have these long flights everywhere and you have to take these tours and everything. And then sometimes Moritz will say he doesn't even know what day of the week it is. I just look at everything in an app. I get up, I go there, I do this, I do that. This is when I need to sleep. This is when we eat done. We get our plan, and then we do what we have to do. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I believe that. And like you said, America is so big. So if you're in Florida and then you have to go to Vancouver, that's a seven-hour, I think, seven-hour flight, roughly. And that's just one flight. That's definitely a big feat from the players. Do you have a favorite memory from the trip? That's tough. That's really tough. I gotta say, Lucas Raymond, who lives basically around the corner from Moritz, uh, his dad and I really got along well. Logically, we've already met before. And I really looked forward to seeing Papa Valeno. Moritz and Joe shared an apartment together in Grand Rapids. That's where I met his dad for the first time. Also with the World Championships and the Junior World Championships for the U-20s. Moritz um, and Joe were really close with another. So I was really looking forward to seeing Joe and his dad. Mm-hmm. It was great to meet so many people in such a short amount of time. But it was really hard to remember everybody's name.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, I would think Austrian dad, Larkin dad, awesome. We just had fun. And I still have to say, thank you to Detroit for making all of that possible. It was just an amazing experience yeah. with all the players that everybody could be together. Something that always felt weird to me is when I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the airplane and I say to Moritz, everyone on this plane's a millionaire. Yeah, you're right, dad. It's not something that you really think about, but all of the professionals, they all have big contracts. Maybe the young guys, they still have their um, entry-level contracts. But they're going to get those big contracts too. Hmm. And then you just don't think that they're just like regular guys. They also drink Coca-Cola when they when they want to, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And everyone's so nice. They'll come up to you, even though they're, you're a stranger, and just start talking to you. I still think about how Ben Chirot would come at the beginning of the season. Uh, (laughs) There was a breakfast for the family and he just ended up sitting across from me and talking to me like I'm anybody else. I would have never expected you to be that way. I just know you from TV. Really, I don't have anything to do with you guys, but they made it. A, they made an effort to make yeah. me feel included as a dad. There were just so many great moments. Oh yeah. And the games were great too. Yeah. And then in New York, we were all a little bit more done in.
1: Yeah. I
0: said it's only water for me tonight. And nothing. Nothing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that was also. I was a little bit yeah. mad at myself. I can also be really funny and have fun without alcohol.
1: And
0: then at that point, I already knew, luckily, that there were cameras everywhere. You know.
1: Sure.
0: And then in New York, when I woke up, I got a a message from Mannheim.
1: Papa Zayda,
0: <laughs> TV star in Canada. Wow, that's great. Really great.
1: Yeah.
0: We didn't even notice that next to us they had filming going on for the national broadcasting from Canada.
1: You know.
0: And they were filming us like a tour. Yeah, you guys didn't have to show everything. <laughs> oh, man. So is there going to be another dad's trip
1: next
0: year or the year
1: after? <laughs> From what I hear, next
0: year, the mamas are up. I used to do that regularly, but then after Corona, they weren't able to do it. And us dads are going to be up again the year after. Yeah. So 2025 theoretically, yeah.
1: The yeah. The cool. With, no? mm-hmm. uh, from
0: Does your wife speak English?
1: Exactly
0: <laughs> as good as I can. Okay, gotcha. I I don't I have no idea how your English is. I'm able to get around,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: for this interview, for example, we wouldn't have been able to do in English. Sometimes I'm just missing the right words or sentence structures, I don't know. I just can't do it. I'm able to understand a lot like if I look at a report or something in English.
1: Yeah.
0: I try to watch uh, TV shows or movies in English with German uh, mm. captions so that when I listen to English cool. or read it, it's easier for me to cool. understand. Can, can, yeah. can deine Frau English? We also tried to have a tutor okay. for a while, okay? Alles <laughs> klar, and they would come here Monday evenings, I and then we just stopped doing that. We said, Hey, that's our task. We downloaded every app, and in the summer, we also practiced. It's really funny. I think back to when Moritz was learning English in school, where we put sticky notes on all of the things in our kitchen uh, with the English word. So um, cups, glasses, uh, plates, everything had a, a sticky note with the English words.
1: Mm-hmm. Every night we would put yeah.
0: the sticky notes on all of the different machines in our kitchen and then take them off. The dishwasher, the freezer, the wa- the the fridge, everything. Then we would do that all with him. It was really funny. We also had fun doing it. I also learned that you all are also using some German words like kindergarten. And I always wondered when I listened to an interview for Moritz, when he talked about his his background and where he came from, that he used the word kindergarten. Uh I thought he just didn't know the English word for it. Yep, we say kindergarten too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's this mm-hmm. Oxford English, you know, the British English. So The things that weren't clear to me, like saying um, holidays instead of vacation or lift instead of elevator. And all these other things where I didn't know which word was what. And then I noticed more and more that some things are different in America. Yeah. I just want to be able to do the normal situations. You know, when you go into a restaurant, I want to be able to order. So I know I'll say hi, how are you? We are this many people, blah blah blah. And ordering food is not that hard. Yeah. That's I learned. In Germany you don't have people coming up to you all the time in a restaurant. No,
1: and I had mich damals gewundert in an interview von Moritz wo er dann das so erzählt hat sein seine Geschichte mm-hmm. und dann auch Kindergarten. Ich <lacht> denke ich so, okay, dann weiß du das englische Wort nicht dafür, ne? <lacht>
0: <lacht> yeah. Weil war mir gar nicht
1: bewusst, dass das im Englischen genauso heißt, ne?
0: <lacht> Super schnell. Ja, das finde ich auch komisch, sogar als <lacht> Ami. Aber nächstes Mal, when next time that you here, I'm happy to help translate and if something's up, just let me know. Was was ich. So I just have one more question. we've already been talking for a bit what is something about Moritz that a lot of people don't know ah yeah good there's not a lot I think he's a calm guy he loves his family I gotta say
1: we talk almost every day Mm -hmm. we
0: don't go more than two days without speaking. He's very calm on the phone, and we talk about everything.
1: Mm.
0: We talk about everything. Not even things just about hockey, but also about buying a car or building a house, you know, things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And something that a lot of people might not know is that he lives alone, but a lot of that doesn't make sense. Moritz loves to cook.
1: We always cook together when I'm there. Even for the week
0: when we had the dad's trip, even though we didn't have a lot of time, we always tried to cook together.
1: We didn't want to go out. So when we,
0: so during the evenings when we were back at the hotel, we would cook together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I enjoy that so much because then we uh, sit together at the table and and cut up and prepare all the food. That's really fun. And what I get the most happy to see is how down-to-earth he is. I don't know if you can say that in English, but you know what I mean. So in German, like, the translation is you stay on the carpet. But he stays true to himself. He's just really close to reality. But he still will get upset over small things like, where should he pay? What should I say? And also, in summer, for example, he ended up getting a $400 parking ticket.
1: And
0: what I said to him is, you'll go out to eat once and that's already $380 gone. Yeah, things like that. But we just talk about anything. He also sends me lots of pictures. He wanted to buy, with his first signing bonus salary, a new car. He wanted to buy a new car with his new signing bonus.
1: Uh And I said, why? You live
0: five minutes away from the arena. (laughs) What do you want to do with the car? (laughs) And you live with Joe. He also has a car, just give him a few dollars, give him a few dollars for gas and it's good. And then he said, you know what, dad, you're right, I'm going to save the money. He was really proud of himself for that.
1: Yeah. Now
0: Moritz is almost
1: 22
0: and we can't always be there for him. which is of course frustrating for us but his girlfriend is there she's coming extra a few times just for him and i think he's super happy about that and then after that two of his friends from erfurt are coming
1: two that he's kept contact
0: with throughout his life all this time one's a football player or soccer player and the other one's a hockey player and I think he's really looking forward to having them come visit that's great so to answer your question he's definitely a family guy even when he's here we'll just do everything together as a family so that's super cool there's not too much out there about him what you fans don't already know
1: that's definitely cool
0: but he definitely likes to have his no, private life as well.
1: Uh, er you know, if,
0: when he goes out to eat or is recognized by someone in public, in like in Detroit or from even in Metro Detroit, that does he doesn't really like when people come up to him. Das ist auf jeden Fall cool. <laughs> he wants to have a little bit of distance in his private life.
1: Als, private life is private. Mm. Yeah
0: after that I'm your this Morris
1: also a when he wants to
0: be with his family that should be accepted and respected that he just wants to have his own time that's the only thing
1: you, uh,
0: but uh, otherwise he's a really down to earth uh, guy you know, and I think that's great I hope hopefully he continues to be like that
1: okay no' a einfach warm when we're private yeah, yeah. Danach bin ich euer Moritz, das ist alles okay, aber das mit der Familie, das sollte schon akzeptieren und respektieren, dass ich dann auch meine Zeit will.
0: 100%. Das ist
1: das Einzige. Aber ansonsten, nee, er ist bodenständig und ähm, das finde ich gut. Ich hoffe, das bewahrt er sich.
0: Ja, ich habe ihn einmal kennengelernt und 100 percent i met him once and even though it was only a few minutes i told him in german (laughs) that he's my favorite player and then he said he loves to hear that oh that's great yeah it was really nice and then he signed a puck for me Thank you so much that you've done this interview with us. It was super interesting to hear what you had to say. And like I said, Moritz is my favorite player. And a lot of people know you, of course, from the dad trip. And again, thank you so much for coming. But before we go, can we get a let's go Red Wings and then we'll be done. Both of us together. Just me. All right.
1: Let's go Red Wings.
0: Zupa. <laughs>